Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. And so I stood up and I was just like, do not grow weary in doing good. In due season, you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Welcome to season four of Basketful of Bread. It is my joy and purpose to hold your weary arms up by the power of the Holy Spirit as we wrestle against spiritual wickedness in the high places. Together, we are going to stand firm in the secret place where our King Creator will encourage and spur us on with His resurrecting power and mighty word. This season on Basketful of Bread, it is my battle cry to intercede on behalf of the local gospel workers, the overcomers, the remnant, the bride of Christ. The harvest is plentiful. Let's work. My name is Bethany, and I'm grateful you're here. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Basketful of Bread Season 4. Here we are. If you are just getting into this podcast, hi, hello, welcome. My name is Bethany, and I'm really grateful you're here, truly. Um, This podcast started out as kind of a, a weapon against the enemy to glorify the Lord when my Um, baby was five months old. She got super sick and her body was paralyzed. And I started the podcast to actively share what God was doing in our life and through her healing on the journey. And you can hear all about that in the promises series. That's where it all started. And then um, the Lord just kind of continued to give me little nuggets and words and things that I just felt so compelled to share with you guys. And, um, Here we are now, season four, and as I've been praying, Father, show me what what is this podcast supposed to look like? I still want to testify and share the healing that Juniper is receiving because um, she's received complete spiritual healing and her body is just catching up. That's what we say um, because by his stripes, she's already been healed, but it's taking time to fully be strengthened in her in her flesh. And so I will continue to testify and continue to share in the promises series. But um, God has just called me to something more. And it really honestly has a lot to do with, I think, my giftings. And uh, it's taken me a while to figure it out. (laughs) Uh, It's things that the Lord has whispered to me for a long time, you guys. But um, I really believe he's piecing some things together because he um, has work for me to do. So this season is going to be for you. I really truly feel such a um, a burden to encourage my weary sisters. Um, and I just want to lift you up and to um, 
just bring the Holy Spirit into your days, whether that's through his word or praying for you or just sharing how God is moving in my life or even sharing someone else's testimony. I'm still really wanting people to share their stories um, on here if the Spirit leads them to do that. So welcome to season four. And um, I am just really grateful and looking forward to see what God is going to do through this podcast. I was um, really kind of in a low point the last few weeks. You know, with Juniper's sickness and recovery, that process, there's a lot of highs and lows. And, um, you know, sometimes I just can get discouraged when I see kids her age or I just see her sisters running around and she's realizing, oh, I want to run around and she's not quite able to fully do that yet. Um, I can feel myself wanting to be angry and I have to take it to the Lord and just allow him to just fall fall afresh on me, give me new vision, help me to see the path ahead so that I don't become weary and doing good, you know? I um, was really just longing to sit with the Lord. And um, I missed him. I just missed really good quality time with him. And um, that night I had a dream about my old dentist and his wife. And I knocked on their front door and they welcomed me inside. And I sat down in their living room and I was praying for them. I was praying for their marriage. I was praying for um, just their life. And I feel like there was another couple there. I don't know who it was. And I was praying. And we were all praying. And I woke up and I knew that that was from God. And I felt like, oh, he, he's, he's still there. He's talking to me. And I prayed for them right then when I woke up. And it just felt just like I need to do this, kind of like he was asking me to pray for them in real life. And sometimes I feel like when I pray in my dreams, it's actually, I'm especially if I'm praying for someone or trying to intercede for someone long-term, um, I might feel like I'm praying day and night, like warring for them. Um, it almost wears me out. <laughs> but I knew when I woke up, I needed to pray for them in the physical. And so I did, and... Um, I went about my day and I, you know, the day had already started. There was no way I was going to have my amazing early morning with the Lord because um, just the season I'm in right now. And I just went about my business and was like, well, you know, I can sneak in like a morsel of God's word <laughs> with my kids around on top of me. And so I sat down and I really just wanted to read the scripture about fear, how um, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. It's in second Timothy one seven, I believe. And, um, I just was like power, love, a sound mind. I'm just pondering this. I'm washing my body in this. I'm just like slurping this up, you guys, because, you know, at the heart of it, with juniper it's fear and if you go back and you listen you guys oh i would love for you to just see how god has moved supernaturally in that 
he gave me a lullaby for her. And if you've listened to everything, you know, he gives me lullabies for my babies. But for her, one of the first lines was, do not be afraid, child. And um, that's been the thread here is learning not to be afraid, learning not to fear. And how often does God say that to us in his word? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, especially right before he's got a big mission for his kids. And, um, you know, I realized it's like this scab with Junie. It's like I literally had um, my heart gouged when she got sick and it hurt and it bled and uh, I slowly allowed the Lord to mend me up after all the shrap metal was pulled out and um, a beautiful scab is forming and for whatever reason whatever triggers it I want to pick this scab and I pick it off Ugh, sounds so gross but I do because I am afraid I'm afraid Rather than letting it heal and just knowing, yep, that happened and um, you survived it (laughs) and you learned X, Y, and Z and you got to see the hand of the Lord in this way and you received this, you know, I keep wanting to go backwards and it's such a ploy of the enemy and I have to be on guard and say, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go backwards. You know, I think it's in Romans, it talks about you know, um, you know, moving forward, not looking back, not living in the past. So after I had read that, I um, really just wanted to hear from Jesus. So I went into Mark because Mark is my favorite gospel and I just cracked it open and I'm reading with people piled on top of me, jumping on me, trying to be like, don't knock my coffee over. Somebody on my boob, <laughs> you know, just momming it, basically. And I have just literally enough time to read Mark 1. And it's Jesus' baptism. And so I want to read this to you guys out of Mark. You know, it's written about also in... Luke, I think, or maybe it's Matthew, uh, either one of the other Gospels too. But um, I read it in Mark that day, so I'm going to read it to you guys um, because this is this is what I read. So Mark 1, and I'm going to start in Mark 1, 9. Okay. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in the Jordan. And straight away, coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens open and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. This is moving on in 12. And immediately the spirit drove him into the wilderness and he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan and was with the wild beasts and the angels ministered to him. That was all I had time to read. And I remember I was kind of stuck on spirit. The spirit 
drove him into the wilderness. And I was like, which spirit was it? Which spirit was it? At the time, I didn't have enough like brain power to comprehend that it was the Holy Spirit. So I just was like, Lord, who, who did it? <laughs> was it this? Was it the Holy Spirit or was it, was it Satan's spirit? <laughs> Winston thinks that's funny. Um, and I just kind of was like, hmm, ponder, ponder, ponder. I sat there really pondering it for a minute. And I wanted to look it up in my blue letter Bible app because I knew it would tell me, but my phone was somewhere else and it was dead in the corner. You know how that goes. Um, and so I left it at that until um, later in the afternoon. So the day goes on and I don't really think anything of it. I'm just like, yeah, I need to make a point to look that up at some point. And quiet time comes. We do a mandatory quiet time. Winston doesn't usually follow suit, but everybody else, I'm like, get in your room. And um, I uh, really wanted more of that slurpy McSlurpers and time with the Lord. Just drench me. Like, as the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longs after you. Like, I am in a, I am in a dry and weary land sometimes, you know, with with all that I'm outpouring right now. And so I, in quiet time, was like, maybe I can find, I'm too tired to like physically read, but maybe I can find like a video or something that will encourage my soul or something I can listen to. And I get on YouTubes and in the suggested videos, you guys, is a near-death experience. And I can't remember the title, but it was something that had to do with like, um, a stroke, I think. And I was very intrigued by that because, you know, some of Juniper's recovery like that we've done is the same kind of stuff a stroke um, survivor would do as well. So I don't know. I was intrigued and I'm always, always, always looking and hoping that the Lord is going to encourage me and speak to me in mysterious ways. So I thought maybe this is like from him. I felt good about clicking on it. Normally, you guys, I really try to avoid like obviously <laughs> death related stuff because the enemy loves to be like weird and mystical um, and like new agey stuff. I really, you know, the Lord set me free from that. And I, I don't know if I've shared that on here, but um, maybe I'll do that at some point. And so I really try to avoid any new age stuff as well, um, just from a place of freedom. And so I clicked on the video and I'm watching it and I was just like, wow, just it really helped me to fix my eyes on eternity and just the joy. It was a, she the woman was a Christian who shared and, um, it was actually really just so beautiful and just really uplifted my weary soul. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to see if I can find another one. And I found, um, another one, this guy was also a believer and he was talking so much about how God is spirit and, um, just the, power of his love and like all this and it was just so encouraging to my heart and I just felt like wow and then um I thought who is this guy and so I looked him up and he has like a book that he's written and I went on his website and he wrote something about um helping people to encounter this spirit and I thought whoa 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 which spirit are we talking about here and then it jogged my memory from the morning I thought oh I was just wondering that about that scripture. So I immediately picked my um, blue, red, blue letter Bible app up and I looked up the scripture from Mark 1 in the spirit. 
And it was the Lord. It was God, part of the Trinity, God, three in one. So I thought, why? Not even why, but like I was just very intrigued at the thought of the Holy Spirit. It says driving him into the wilderness. Like the Holy Spirit is driving him into the wilderness. And I just think about that, like how the Holy Spirit pushes us. And when we are are obedient right away, maybe it does feel like we're being driven somewhere. I would say I've experienced that where I'm like, I have to do this. Like the like I have to. I've had that. And then I've also had seasons where I'm not sure. And usually it, it comes from, you know, well, you haven't been the most obedient. And so it's doled down. So I was just encouraged by that. And um, I thought, hey, I, I just want to like get grounded. And I really just want somebody to um, kind of bring me to a place of surrender. I have really enjoyed, um, you know, biblical meditation uh, where, you know, you take a scripture and you ponder it and you really just try to absorb it and speak with the Lord about it and listen. Um, And I had heard about this app, which maybe you guys have heard of it too, that takes you, it's... um, takes you through like biblical meditation and I was very like eh, sounds sketchy I don't know but it came to my mind and so I thought you know let me just take a look and see what it is and see what happens and so um, I went on there and of course the like the one that came up first was um, kind of like a, a meditation for a wound a wounded person or someone who's gone through something and needs some healing um And, um, I listened to it and everything he was saying was true and it was in God's word. And he was, there wasn't any like red flags. I was like, oh, this is trying to, you know, I've only listened to literally two, so I can't recommend this app yet. But, um, at the end of it, the biblical meditation, you guys, was from, (laughs) you're not even going to believe it. This is the same day, okay? The biblical meditation that he did was Jesus, Jesus' baptism. And he does this whole thing where he's like, you know, imagine you're standing on the banks of Jordan where Jesus is about to be baptized and he calls you out. And it's this whole beautiful imagery of like repentance. There's like a repentance time and baptism being made new and then putting on like your new identity and how God sees you like he sees his son Jesus in you when you you know are fully with him it was so powerful you guys it was so powerful I'm like sobbing Winston's screaming at me because he's like what are you doing I'm trying to get your attention and um I was like wow it was really sweet and I I chuckled knowing that God had planned that. He knew I was going to read Mark 1 about Jesus' baptism and he knew that um, 
that was going to be the next thing. And, you know, it just honestly encouraged me, you guys, because it, it's the next stage for me. Um, I've really been on this journey of, I know that God has called me to be an intercessor to pray and from, from the beginning. I've been, I have been trying to be obedient to the Holy Spirit leading me to do that for years and I have not always done a good job I you know I'm like I don't know I just want to pray for you this is weird or I don't know you know but I have never felt so strongly that this is the Lord is like it's now like now now it's time and um I really believe that God is calling me that God is wanting to baptize me um by the power of his Holy Spirit, which this is all, you know, spirit, spirit, spirit. You know, this is very, um, I don't know. I don't know who's listening, but if you're listening, you're like, what the heck? Like, what is going on? Are you going to be like going off the rails this season? I don't know. Maybe, probably not, but possibly. Um, I believe that God is really wanting to um, I don't even know how to say it. He is wanting to show more of who he is in these days. And there are people that are so hungry, so hungry to be vessels of his power. And there are people that are longing to walk boldly in their spiritual gifts or just want to know what their spiritual gifts are so that they can start using them. And I believe that that God is really wanting to awaken awaken that in people. And I also believe at the same time the enemy is wanting to masquerade as this super light uh, like revolutionary great awakening blah blah blah. So it's tricky because deception is real and so it is my prayer for us that we will not be deceived and that we will not be um we will not fall for what is counterfeit so i am just remembering after i did this um this beautiful meditation in mark i just started to process and i was like wow god like what does this mean for me and you? Like, what does this mean for what you have for me? So I'm going about my day and having these, wow, wow, like shocks of like his word coming through to me. And he's reminding me of, you know, my journey. You know, I remember telling you guys, God's teaching me about perfect love and how perfect love casts out fear and the scab and you know this is all this is all dot 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 like you aren't gonna if you if this is your first episode like you might be like what is she even talking about just come back again okay um but I remembered you guys Angie's word to me however many like over a year ago when I got pregnant with Winston do you guys remember what Angie's word said um I'm gonna put it here so you can hear what she said. 
gonna be I'm here to like be in mourning with you and to cry out to God and Jesus on your behalf because two is better than one right and I'm gonna be doing that with you and I just had like this picture when you were talking there at the end just being completely like in devastation you know and like I had this picture of like (laughs) of like Jesus out on like a big lake or like a body of water and him like trying to like take your hand as you're like crying at the shoreline so I don't know what that means but I feel like there's something there like I don't know I just had that picture in my mind and almost like that shoreline was like a like there's something behind you as well you know like you've come from something and you're it's almost like I don't know, is he, like, waiting for you to... I don't know. I'm not going to, like, interpret anything. But that's just, like, what I thought in my mind when you were talking. Yeah, so I just thought of that word, and I was like, wow, he's calling me out in the water. Am I in the water? Is this the water? If I'm in the water, like, am I baptized already, or... Is he going to baptize me? And then I remembered Barbie and I remember that dream I had. And I'm like, I feel like that was me being baptized by the Holy Spirit. I didn't call Barbie, (laughs) which by the way, you guys, she and I've got together a few times already. I was like, God, and you know what? You, you guys, I'm like still sitting in this because I don't know, like, I'm not saying like some magical thing is going to happen. You know, obviously in the Acts Church, something super insane happened and people were legit, like, seemed like they were drunk because they were speaking in tongues and all these spiritual gifts started to, like, fully, you know, be realized. I don't know. But all I know is that when Juniper was really, really, really sick and... I'm like praying and I literally felt like I was standing between her and death a lot of times in my prayer and intercessing. Um, After we got through the hard days and like this really dangerous days and it was just a matter of like regaining strength. I remember, I remember, I remember, and this is right before I broke you guys. And I said the part about like, I have the faith, like why won't, remember taking her in my room and I remember doing like war, just like declaring and like believing and saying and faith of the mountains, like prophesying, like everything in me was, was through love, like declaring healing over her body that she would kick her leg, like it would happen. And it didn't happen. And I truly thought you guys in that moment, it was going to happen. And it didn't. And I sobbed. 
And I thought, God, like I, like use me. I will, I will be a vessel to resurrect. Like I will give you all the glory. I don't want anything. Like I literally, you know, I just want to, I mean, I did want something. I wanted to see her, you know, made whole, but I thought, wow, like what if God's trying to awaken in me a gifting of laying hands on people and healing them? What if he is? And uh, when it didn't happen, I just thought, hmm, okay. And you know, you know how that went. You guys, if you want to go back to the, when things kind of started to unravel a little bit, but when I talked to Barbie about it, you know, she mentioned that and she mentioned, you know, God could very well be preparing you for something um, that does involve laying on, laying your hands on people and like truly like the power of the Holy Spirit resurrecting them. I don't know. I just know that um, in this in this season and I look back, I'm like, wow, he's, he's been watching and waiting for me to see if I, if I can be obedient. And that morning when I had that dream, that was a, Hey, pray for these, pray for these people. And I obeyed. And then when I obeyed, then this whole outpouring came and I, I don't know. And so I'm saying all this, this long winded because God is also saying something to you. He is also trying to awaken something in you, something that you're called to, something that you are naturally inclined towards, and something that you probably do not feel equipped to to do. But that's the point, and that's that's how he does it. And so I, I want to encourage you today to take inventory of your your days and your life and your maybe giftings that you already know you have and see if are they surrendered to the Lord? Are you actively using them? Have you positioned yourself to be effective for the body based on what God has given you? We get so busy in our calendars and stuff we have to do. And this is what's important. And I really think it starts so small it really just starts with like a yeah I'm going to say whatever to my neighbor or I'm going to make this one mental switch in my brain and then it kind of grows into these big things okay all right fine I will finally start the podcast okay fine I will call this random person up and say hey I had a dream I need to pray for you or you know whatever it is Holy Spirit is going to lead you to know those things. And so I want you to know, my dear, dear, dear sister, that I am also on this journey. And um, I do not have this figured out. I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know. But I believe that God is going to fall on me. Some way, shape or form, it's going to happen. And his power is only being increased by my obedience. And it's one thing at a time. It's one yes at a time, one day at a time. And it's, it's quality, quality moments with him.
I want to read Romans 6. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? The grace that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer in it? Know you not that so many of us I'm back in my King James Bible, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm trying to translate it. So many of us are baptized into Jesus Christ. We're baptized into death. Okay. So many of us, as we're baptized into Jesus Christ, we're baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That Like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, and that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we are dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more. Death has no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he lives, he lives unto God. Likewise, Reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments, your body, as instruments of unrighteousness, oh, this is it, unto sin, but yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God for sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under the law, but under grace. What then shall we sin because we are no longer under the law, but we're under grace? God forbid, know you not Don't you know that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that you were the servant. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. I'll stop there. Actually, I'm not going to stop there. Servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you have yielded your members, servants, to uncleanness and into inequity and to inequity, even so now yield your members, your body, servants, to righteousness unto holiness. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit had you then in those things whereof you are now ashamed of? For the end of those things is death. But now, being made free from sin 
and become servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I love this. Okay, so you guys, this is the word. This is what I'm saying is that, you know, I, I, I have Hebrews 12 as our, in, our new intro for season four, reminding us, reminding us to put off the things that so easily entangle us, the sin that so easily derails us. This is what Paul is saying in Romans 6 when he's encouraging us because of grace, the grace that we have, it should be our heart's desire to live using our members. He's saying members, but that's our body, our body, mind, body, spirit to serve God, not to be distracted by, oh, well, I can just sin and keep saying, I'm sorry. Like, no, it's, we are set apart. And this baptism in Jesus Christ, you know, this is not just, um, this is not just like a physical water baptism. This is a new Testament. You guys, we have the Holy spirit. Okay. We are baptized by the Holy spirit. And I still don't understand what that means. I have no idea. Okay. I know that people have told me stories of someone laying hands on them and the Holy spirit, just like zapping them. And they're like a new creation. I would love for that to happen to me. It's never happened to me, but I do know that I do have the Holy spirit dwelling in me. And that when I asked Jesus to come live in my heart, the Holy spirit came and lived there too. And as I'm more and more obedient to him, that voice gets louder and louder and louder and louder until maybe like Jesus I am driven, I am forced into the next thing. I can't not go there. Even if my next calling is the wilderness with wild beasts and Satan, who's going to literally try to kill me, God will send his angels and his people to minister to me. So I don't have to be afraid. I'm saying this, you guys, because we, just like Jesus, were baptized, we were buried, we were dead, and we we have been resurrected, and we live to give him glory. But when we when we keep our bodies in perpetual sin, which side note, being afraid all the time is a sin, actually. <laughs> in God's word, he's literally saying, Don't be afraid. He's telling me not to do something and I'm doing it. That's being disobedient. That's sin. When I get caught up in those things and I don't give them back to God, it slows down his work and I want to be a worker for him. And I know you want to be a worker for him. And so um, let us then use our bodies as instruments for righteousness. Let us yield ourselves. Let us give ourselves over to God because we're alive. We aren't dead. Sin has no power over us. Sin has no power over you. Whether or not it gets in our brain and, you know, yes, there are strongholds and there are things that have to be broken. There's generational trash, but don't be deceived. There's already been victory over all of it, okay? And it's the enemy who wants you to think, hey, this is as good as it gets, bro. You know, this is it. It's not true. That's a lie. 
actually God has called us to something more, something higher. And we are set apart. If you're walking with Jesus, if you call him the King of Kings, you should be pursuing holiness. I should be pursuing holiness. And it is not easy when your flesh is decaying. Okay. I know. Trust me. It's important to remember that we aren't free from the presence of sin for as long as we're living on earth. Our sinful nature is still here. It's still within all of us. We're still inclined, prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. You know, Jesus, when he was driven into the wilderness on earth, was still surrounded by opportunities to sin. Obviously, he didn't sin. But I don't know if I would have been so um, disciplined, right? It's, it's going to be this way, and it's only going to get worse. And it's only going to get more deceptive and confusing, you guys. It's so important now more than ever that we live our high calling out. That we realize, you know what? I have been baptized. I have been buried, dead, and resurrected by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And I need to live in victory. I need to live like that. I need to model that. I need to look different. I think it's so um, evident, honestly, when I walk into a room and I engage with certain people, the ones that are, and I'm, I'm saying this from a place of like, um, you know, maybe discernment, but also just facts. Okay. This is just facts. If you are walking with the Lord and you are engaging with different people, you know, who has the presence of the Holy spirit in them. It's not like a, you know, I will say there are times where there's like a lukewarm situation going on and you're like, whoa, I don't know. It's hard to tell when you engage with somebody who is uh, living in darkness, it's like they're hollow. I mean, it's like their eyes are hollow. Their bodies are hollow. There's like no warmth coming from them. And I thought it was so interesting because in one of those near death experience videos, the guy was talking about hearing the voice of the Lord and, um, the light of the presence of the Holy spirit. And it was literally like bright and warm, like he could see it with his eyes. And, um, those that didn't have it, you know, it was dark and cold. <laughs> how, how like easy is that? I don't know about you, but I want to be somebody who is bright and warm. And that is not easy. It's not easy when you feel like you are, um, walking in the valley of the shadow of death or like you just got out and you know you're going to go back in, you know, that whole thing. But we have to do this. This is what we are called to. We are called to live as instruments of righteousness, as people that are alive in Christ, not robots, not people that are lukewarm, not people that are, um, you know, pretending we really need to take inventory and get with the Lord. And I just want to pray for us today. Father, thank you, God, for your word. Thank you so much for um, edifying and uplifting and encouraging us by the power of your Holy Spirit to rise up 
to take up our crosses truly. God, wake up my friend today. Stir something new in them, a new song, something new where they are, or maybe something old that they thought died. Resurrect that, Father. I pray, God, that you would um, give her a vision for what you want her to do with her days, with her moments, with her hours, God. And if she's already doing it, God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, that that she is walking in that. I pray, Father, that she would just (laughs) savor the season, God, and that you would just store up for her treasures in heaven. God, we are your servants, and um, it is hard to exist on this earth right now. It is decaying, and I've never felt it so truly than I, I do in this moment. But God, I know that we, we are eternal and we are going to be with you eventually. And I just pray, God, right now we work, we work diligently with what you've given us, that you would reveal to us the gifts you've given us and that we would obey you right away and do the things you've called us to, no matter if we don't know how it's going to work out and we're not really sure about X, Y, or Z, God, that we would just do it and let you work it out. Let you bless it. Let you figure it out for us. We're just going to say yes, yes, okay, yes. We love you, Lord. I pray in this moment, God, that you would send your Holy Spirit to refresh my sister today in Jesus' name. God, that they would feel your presence so deep that you would move them to a place of surrender, a place of repentance and conviction. God, move my sister into a place of healing, a place where she can overflow out of her spiritual gifts in, in your perfect love, God. I pray that you would draw her into your scripture, draw her into your word, Lord, so that she can be equipped to fight the battles that she's going to encounter. I pray protection over her mind and her body and her spirit, Lord. I pray for her family and her children and her husband, or maybe her mom and dad or her sister or brother, God, I pray for her boyfriend. I pray for um, her best friend, Lord. God, that these relationships would would complement and draw her closer to you. I pray you give her opportunities to be found faithful. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider Him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary.